You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. We hope your employment rights are doing the job of keeping you informed about how you should expect to be treated at work. Don't be put off from asking questions. This week, as thousands of employees face meetings about their performance at work, we look at the world of appraisals as a management tool used to measure your performance against agreed targets. We look at the positive aspects of appraisals, the rewards that can be linked to the positive appraisal outcomes and the downside many workers can experience following a bad appraisal outcome. Now, appraisal meetings, believe it or not, have no basis in employment law. There are no employment protections when dealing with appraisals because they're not legal requirements of your employment with the company. That said, it's generally accepted under your trust and confidence element of your contract of employment that managers have a right to manage you. And under that management right to manage you, your manager can set any kind of meeting and call you to any kind of meeting, including appraisal meetings. And appraisal meetings are there to provide an opportunity for both you and your manager to discuss your performance, especially if an appraisal or a review of your work is linked to a bonus or pay increase structure. In an appraisal-focused company, your manager will hold at least one but maybe two appraisals of your work every year and will likely use the opportunity to determine whether targets set for you have been achieved and will also use the findings from your appraisal to make decisions about you, about your future work expectations and about targets expected of you. Appraisals can also be used to discuss your career plans and any increases in salary that should come your way if you have met your agreed targets. Now, appraisals, when they happen, may feel like interviews because in an appraisal meeting, it can feel like you're being put on the spot, which can feel a little pressurised, a bit like an interview. But a quality appraisal experience, although held in private and usually in a one-to-one space, it should feel like a conversation where you're encouraged to speak honestly and openly about the highs and lows of your job over the last year. And against this backdrop, for both you and your manager to get the best out of an appraisal meeting, you should be given enough time to prepare for that meeting by being given a date for your meeting and enough time to complete any appraisal documentation that will be discussed at the meeting. Having that leading time is also good practice because it gives both you and your manager 
time to plan and prepare any points or any issues you want to raise at the meeting and having a full discussion at your appraisal meeting is more likely to lead to an appropriate scoring or rating of your performance if this is part of your appraisal process. Rating or scoring is used to measure how well or not you may be meeting any development goals or expectations from your previous appraisal. Any scores or ratings you receive should therefore reflect whether you are underperforming against your expected targets, whether you are meeting expectations or whether indeed you are exceeding expectations. At the end of the appraisal process, you should receive a written report that contains the views of both you and your manager. The appraisal report will generally contain your personal details, your own review of your performance, a joint performance review of specific areas of work or targets linked to the priorities of the business or goals that you've set for the previous year, comments from the manager who's completing your appraisal, your overall performance rating, and finally, a personal development plan or an action plan for your onward progress or progression. Or, if it's found that you're not meeting expected performance targets, your appraisal may include some form of improvement plan. All pretty straightforward, really. But what happens if you don't agree with some or all of the process? The first thing to remember is that your appraisal is not a replacement for a disciplinary process and should not be used by your line manager or your employer to impose disciplinary sanctions on you as a result of the outcomes of your appraisal. This is not what an appraisal process is for and if this happened, this could very well be considered a breach of the trust and confidence terms of your employment contract. It is important, however, to remember that if, as a result of your appraisal, your manager identifies issues relating to your performance, you could find yourself facing something like a performance improvement plan, commonly called a PIP, which will be put in place via a separate process after your appraisal meeting with the aim of tackling the identified areas of concern which will have emerged from your appraisal. But this should only happen if those concerns are continuing. For example, they were raised last year, they're now raised again this year and the improvements have not been made. Your performance improvement plan or PIP can include things like further review meetings, mentoring opportunities, shadowing and training opportunities and opportunities to upskill you to the required performance levels. Generally, with appraisals, there can be some disagreements between yourself and your manager, especially if you both have differing opinions about your performance and its links to financial rewards. In other words, your manager says you have not done well in your appraisal, meaning that you don't qualify for a bonus or an increment or some other type of reward, and you disagree with that finding. Usually, these disagreements can be resolved by having informal discussions with your manager, and if that doesn't work, a more formal mediation meeting with you, your manager, and another independent person. However, 
If all of that fails to deliver the response you're looking for and you believe you're being treated unfairly in the results of your appraisal, you will then be into the realms of appealing the outcome of your appraisal. If this is you, you will need to refer to your company policy and procedures on how such an appeal will be managed, since appraisals are generally not part of any employment rights process. If there is no policy on managing appraisal appeals, then you should be given clear information in writing about how the appeals process will be handled. And that information should tell you what you can and cannot do, such as, for example, whether you can have your trade union representative or a colleague come with you into the appraisal appeals meeting. Being accompanied to such a meeting would not generally be allowed, so it's good to check what you can and cannot do before the appeals meeting takes place. Now, in extreme circumstances, the outcomes of appraisals can be much more serious than general disagreements about the findings of your appraisals. We're not so blind as to see how appraisals could be weaponized as subjective opportunities to put so-called problem workers on notice. If you feel that your manager has it in for you, then an appraisal process could be used as the starting point to raise capability concerns about you and to then bring in performance management interventions off the back of a poor appraisal. And usually the sole aim of doing this is to be able to discipline you and even dismiss you for being incapable of doing your job or for what we commonly call capability reasons. And of course, we know that capability is a potentially fair reason for dismissing employees. And so if you do find yourself at the end of a dismissal, which started with appraisals and then transitioned into capability, and you then decide to challenge that dismissal, your employer will say that the dismissal is because of your performance. But you're more likely to say that the real reason for your dismissal is for some other reason, like, for example, giving you a deliberately poor appraisal because you were not liked at work and that provided an opportunity to raise false performance allegations against you. Or you may believe all of this has happened because you're not fitting in or because you're being judged to be a thorn in the side of your manager or the business or you're being removed to bring someone else into your job who is more desired and even the possibility of you being dismissed for capability to avoid paying you redundancy money. And all of these reasons have made their way to employment tribunals. So if you do find yourself in dispute about the results of your appraisal, it's good practice to challenge those results, either informally or formally. And it's also good practice when preparing your response to look at the evidence your employer uses to highlight your underperformance or failings in your job and test that evidence for yourself. Because it's vitally important that your employer has enough evidence of the right quality to support your employer's conclusions about your poor appraisal and any performance management processes that may emerge out of that appraisal, 
linked to any capability measures your employer is deciding to take. Our advice is that that evidence must be tested. And by that, we mean that you examine the evidence carefully. And so, for example, if the evidence refers to particular times when you underperformed and particular pieces of work you are alleged to have completed, which were below the standard expected, then you need to see those pieces of work so you can check them for yourself. Don't take anything at face value. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week are that appraisals can be positive exercises because they can be used as legitimate opportunities for you to shine and for you to put all your achievements from the past year onto the performance table so you can be considered for whatever reward your company offers for positive performance at work. That said, you also have to be aware of how appraisals can be weaponized as the first step in a process aimed at unseating you from your job. The key here is to be alert, read everything said about you and test any evidence used to paint a negative picture of your performance. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our podcasts. Until next week, have the best employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.